If you're a human with female physiology, you have a monthly cycle, and it plays such an important role in your health and well-being. Shift work is one thing that can severely impact on the female cycle. In today's episode, I will discuss why and why it's so important to really understand your own cycle. Shift work can be brutal, but it doesn't have to be. Welcome to A Healthy Shift. My name is Roger Sutherland, certified nutritionist, veteran law enforcement officer, and 24-7 shift worker for almost four decades. Through this podcast, I aim to educate shift workers using evidence-based methods to not only survive the rigors of shift work, but thrive. My goal is to empower shift workers to improve their health and well-being so they have more energy to do the things they love. Enjoy today's show. And welcome to today's episode of the show. Today, ladies, how well do you know your cycle? Now, this may really sound weird for you coming from a male, but I'm going to go right ahead and talk about this topic Not that not so long ago was just hidden away and never discussed by anyone. Now, we've come a long way and we need to put this on the table and we all need to be aware. Now, I quickly learnt the impact that the monthly cycle has on females in so many ways outside of the monthly bleed, so I would like to discuss what I've learnt as a male with a lot more than an interest, and you never know, you may just pick up some interesting points along the way yourself. Now, I want to make one thing perfectly clear to you before you come at me really hard on this topic. You are absolutely correct. I will never know what it's like or even understand, and I don't profess to. You do, and I totally respect that. What is discussed from here on in is science. It's not my opinion, so let's just all respect each other and learn together. Now, first things first. Let's be totally honest here. Every single one of us came from a mother with a menstrual cycle. So let that just sink in. It's a perfectly normal and part of life. Now, ladies, your infradian rhythm is one of two separate timekeepers within your body that just continually run in the background. The first one is your circadian rhythm, which runs on a 24-hour clock, which both males and females have, obviously. The second is the infradian rhythm, which runs on approximately a 28-day cycle and regulates the menstrual cycle for people with female physiology. Males do not have an infradian rhythm. Now, the infradian rhythm powerfully affects six different systems in the female body. The brain, metabolism, the immune system, the microbiome, the stress response system, and the reproductive system. Now, I'm not going to go deep into each of these um, topics because I have very recently recorded a podcast with my friend and colleague, Rachel Lee, who has not only recovered from hypothalamic amenorrhea, which is the loss of the menstrual cycle, but is also all over this topic from a female perspective, and will really go into detail around this. So because of this, I'm just going to scoot over the surface as a summary, and I'll release the main one for you soon. It was really such an insightful chat. 
All right, so there's two main phases to the menstrual cycle with two significant stages within. The first one is the follicular phase. Now, this commences on the first day of your bleed and ends when you ovulate, which is an average of around about 16 days. Now, then there is the luteal phase, which has a 10 to 14 day period, which is between ovulation and your bleed. Now, within those two stages are also two significant stages as well. Now, one is the ovulatory, which is approximately four days right in the middle of your cycle, and you may very well feel that. And the menstrual stage, which is three to seven days, which is your actual bleed. And this is also known as week one. Now, the menstrual cycle can be divided into these two main stages, the follicular phase. And to remember that, all you've got to do is think F, follicular, this is the first stage. And the luteal phase, think L, which is the last stage. Now, a normal menstrual cycle can range anywhere between 21 and 35 days. And day one refers to the first day of your bleed. So that's where we measure from. Now, the main hormones that influence how we feel throughout the different stages are estrogen and progesterone. And here are some of the effects that both of these hormones play. Now, with estrogen, estrogen as a hormone helps us to feel fuller. It's also anabolic. Now, what that means is it helps us to build muscle and to feel really strong. Then the other hormone is progesterone. Now, progesterone stimulates appetite. It's the opposite end. It also makes us catabolic, which means it actually stimulates the breakdown of molecules such as muscle, and it slows down our gastrointestinal motility. Now, estrogen dominates in the follicular phase, remember, the first phase, and progesterone dominates in the luteal phase. Now, considering the effects of progesterone, which is stimulating appetite, it's no wonder that females feel hungrier and experience more bloating just before their period. It is also common for females to feel a bit more moody or irritable. And this is also due to hormonal fluctuations. And on top of that, let's just throw in that you feel like crap. Now, while some discomfort is just part of being a female, understanding these changes is also very, very helpful in learning to live with these symptoms and manage them as best as possible. Now, I did a whole podcast, which is going back to episode six, which was the considerations for females performing shift work, where I discussed shift working and females, obviously, and all those considerations around it. And it's a good episode for you to go back and have a listen to. Now, the second one, do you track your cycle? Now, I have discovered that majority of females not only not track their cycle, but they totally misunderstand it or have no idea around it. I'm sure you go through that stage, and I know I've been told, you go through that stage where you just want to stick an ice pick in someone's head and you can't understand why, and the next reason, next time, you just want to um, grab hold of them and hug them. It's all over the place, but try it from our end as well. Goodness me. But anyway, you're all over the place and up and down, and that's perfectly normal. But if you track your cycle, you can actually understand what it is that's going on in particular phases, and there will be a set pattern which is unique to you. 
Now, it is recommended that you can track your menstrual cycle either by using a traditional pen and paper or you can use an app like Flow. Now, we're all on our phones. We live on our phones day to day these days. And to have an app like Flow, where you can just add a few simple words every single day to explain how you're feeling, this forms a pattern. And it's a pattern that is your own, very own, in Freudian rhythm. And you will then learn to understand it. Now, I've also recommended to clients to get an exercise book and each page, make it day one, two, next page, day two, next page, day three, next page, day four, and correlate that with the days in the month. One, two, three, four, five, six. And if you make a few notes, like, feeling really weak, um, not strong, got a chronic headache, blah, blah, blah. As you go through each day, when you get to the next stage, you will literally be sitting there looking at what's above it and you'll see that there is a correlation there between what's actually going in your menstrual cycle so that you totally understand it. Now, tracking your cycle is super, super helpful for identifying trends which are specific to you, whether you get super hungry or whether you're super fatigued. Some people get headaches over certain periods of time as well. Some people just feel absolutely awful, but this comes and it goes. Remember that always. Remember this too, your infradian rhythm actually creates a 25% change in your brain chemistry over the course of the month. That's 25%, that's a quarter. Your metabolism also changes during the course of the month. Hence, why you get hungrier toward the end of the month. And cortisol is also elevated during the period of ovulation. Now, this is not a great time to further stress your body by pushing through a a hard training session. So as your cycle evolves, it is perfectly normal to experience hormonal fluctuations that influence things such as your body temperature, even your skin elasticity, your sleep cycle, your energy, your emotions, and even your cognitive function. Now, what I've also done with clients is I've helped them on the back of learning about like the four seasons of the menstrual cycle. And I've actually found, and clients have found it very, very beneficial to liken the different stages of your menstrual cycle to the four seasons. So look at the stage where you feel at your absolute worst and make that the winter. We're in the winter. All I want to do is curl up on the couch, wrap myself up in a blanket, leave me alone, and I just want to rest. Now, if we liken that to the winter, everybody hates winter. And if you don't, you're not normal, all right? Everybody hates winter. It's cold. It's miserable. But we also know that we're going to come out of winter as well. It doesn't last forever. We come out of it. When we come out of it, we come out of it in the spring. And that's when we feel really good. Things start to, you know, the birds start chirping, the flowers start coming out, you start to flourish. And you can liken that period of time in your cycle as well. Now, everyone's different, but you can actually remember this this is a phase of your cycle. And then we get to the summer. Everybody loves the summer. We're up and about. We're full of vitamin D. We're feeling absolutely fantastic. And that is that it can be a particular stage in your cycle as well. And then we get to the stage where we just start to literally fall apart. We get tired. We get grumpy. We're all over the place. And that autumn is when the leaves are falling off the trees or the fall. 
the leaves are falling off the trees. So if you actually liken it to the four seasons, this is literally what is happening every 28 days in your cycle. So you can sit in it and move on from it. Just identify it, know that it's not going to last, and it will keep on passing by you. All right, so that's just around the menstrual cycle there. Now, nutritional strategies for a female shift worker. And here are some simple nutritional strategies that you can implement, which may, in fact, alleviate symptoms that you may experience as a female. And it's the usuals. Having a wide variety of fruits and vegetables. Fruits and vegetables provide fibre. They provide a lot of nutrients, which are really, really important to help our body to function properly um, and perform at its absolute best. High fibre whole grains, example, putting in things like oats and beans and lentils really, really help. We can bias towards lean animal proteins and or we have plant-based proteins. If you're a vegan or a vegetarian, it's really, really important that you understand where to get your protein from and keep yourself high in proteins. Proteins are the body's Lego blocks. It gets stripped down and rebuilt into where we need them to perform the functions that we want them to perform. We need to bias unsaturated fats. For argument's sake, we can go with the line of avocados. We can go with nuts and seeds. Another important thing that we need to do, or the ladies need to do as a shift worker, is to eat in sync with the daylight. It's really important. I understand that we we're all over the place and we're working overnight or day or whatever we're doing. But what is really important is to make sure that we stay in sync with our circadian rhythm and we are eating those three meals and two snacks during the daylight hours and having a regular eating schedule. Even when you're on shifts, the answer is still always going to be to try and eat at those regular times. This is what will make you feel better. And a more even spread of calories and nutrients across meals. So making sure that you've got them spread out, not trying to pack it all in in one meal. Now, what is unhelpful for female shift workers is the carbohydrates during night shift. Highly palatable carbohydrates and fats do not help us in any way whatsoever. So it's really important that we try to avoid carbohydrates during the night shift and a high added refined sugar intake. We want to try and reduce that as well. Biasing saturated fats. We need to avoid butter and animal fats. We need, a high, we need to avoid high intake of low fiber carbohydrates. So highly processed things, chips, biscuits, um, different things like cakes and slice, etc. Try not to eat in a stressful situation. Focus on your food, sit and relax while you eat. It's amazing how many complications come from people scoffing their meals down and it causes gas and bloating at a later stage. And also, we must try and avoid eating larger meals close to bedtime. And anecdotally, and based on what research tells us about eating overnight, not eating between midnight and 6am is known to be very beneficial in alleviating majority of those above symptoms. So be really mindful of that. Now, menstrual irregularities as a shift worker. Now, unfortunately, there is a greater prevalence of menstrual irregularities among female shift workers. Menstrual irregularities may include an abnormal cycle length, which is equal to or less than 21 days, or equal to or greater than 39 days, at least a few times over the past year, or amenorrhea, which is the absence of the period for at least three months. 
Now, there's all types of things that cause that, um, and I won't go into all the majors, but to put them under an umbrella, there's high stress levels, inadequate caloric intake, and a disruption of the circadian rhythm. Now, I'll go through a few of these, just uh, roughly. The high stress levels, stress can be from work or life or just being awake and exposed to life during the life, during the night. We forget that by being awake overnight and being out of sync with our circadian rhythm causes a stress on our body. And when we usually get a healthy peak in our cortisol, which is what we need in the morning, working at night can throw this completely out of whack, and this can cause a heightened stress reactivity. Chronic stresses can signal to the body that it's not a good time for you to have a baby and will then hence switch off your reproductive processes. For argument's sake, your period. Now, strategies to relieve stress, and I've discussed stress a number of times, is to practice things like breathing exercise. Just breathing in through your nose and out through your nose, controlling your breathing four seconds in, six seconds out, or even practicing box breathing. Breathing in for four, holding for four, breathing out for four, holding for four. Now, this can be quick and useful as a quick SOS technique for yourself to just ground yourself and resettle yourself. But what is really, really important is to have yourself an unwind protocol with a, as a sleep hygiene after you finish work. Now, whether that be come home, have a nice hot shower, a nice bath, reading a book, listening to some chill music, or just sitting quietly by yourself in a low light, this is really important. Now, the other thing that can cause... Um, the other thing that can cause our menstrual irregularity will be um, an inadequate caloric intake. It can get to the stage where it gets so irregular that it literally just stops. Now, many shift workers have erratic meal timings and they have extremely stressful jobs. Now, while this can result in overeating and poor nutrition courses, uh, choices, meal skipping and undereating are also just as common. I know many shift workers that have gone literally almost the whole day without eating anything at all. And this is fiercely dangerous. For example, we have nurses who are on their feet for eight to 10 hours or more, 12 hours, even more than that. And they hardly even have time to go to the toilet, let alone eat. So this may mean that you don't get a chance to actually consume any food or sit down for food at all. So strategies around this is to pack easy-to-consume snacks and meals. Make sure you're carrying with you things like trail nuts, uh, trail mix, nuts, cheeses. Have some fruit, vegetable sticks, hummus, smoothies. You can have these things in fridges or available to you at work that you can literally quickly grab and go or snack on. It is vitally important that you keep your um, engine fueled. The other thing is to try your best to have at least three main meals during the day and also a good balance of carbs, proteins, and fats. Now, proteins and fats are super important for our body and carbs are what keeps fueling us. So we need to make sure that we're putting all of those in there as well. The fats assist with the absorption of nutrients and also it assists with um, the manufacturing of our sex hormones, progesterone and estrogen. And if Low fats mean that we also end up with those things out of balance. 
If you find it hard to consume enough calories throughout the day, considering adding snacks, increasing the proportion of calorie-dense foods. So you can even get into the stage where you have yourself things like peanut butter or olive oil, etc. But it is important to make sure that we actually get those in. Now, the third one is the disruption to our circadian rhythm. We want to be really careful. We have to remember that the infradian rhythm is actually relying on the circadian rhythm being right, and the circadian rhythm is actually relying on the infradian rhythm being right in in females um, or humans with female physiology. Now, this is really important to understand because when one goes out of whack, the other one can go out of whack as well. Really important. So it's why it's really important that we try and align it as quickly as we possibly can when we're coming out of our nights or coming out of shift work instead of lounging around or lying around during the day. Now, our sleep hormone melatonin actually also helps to regulate our fertility. So when we suppress melatonin, which, you know, because of light, looking at phones, etc., or exposure to light at night, this can lead to menstrual dysfunction and poor fertility. When we get melatonin disruption, it can be further exacerbated by sleep disruptions, which are common amongst shift workers. Now, strategies around this, minimize light exposure during the biological night by using, you can use blue light blocking glasses and not exposing yourself to electronic screens, making sure that you stay in sync with daytime, nighttime, getting early light exposure and even exposing yourself to a sunset at night and minimizing your food intake, particularly between midnight and zero 600 hours. So ladies, that's what I've got to talk about as far as the um, menstrual cycle goes. It's really, really important, and shift workers do suffer by loss of cycle. But if you do lose your cycle, it's very, very important that you speak to a doctor and you make sure that you discuss with him and tell him exactly what it is that's probably led to it. Is the food up? Are you stressed? You know, and we talk about circadian disalignment and things like that as well. So I've covered those. But it's perfectly normal for you to go through hormonal fluctuations. I know you know this, but it's also important for you to actually track it and know exactly when these things happen. There's good times to train. The first two weeks in your cycle, the, the week of the bleed and the next week are the best weeks for you to train. The last two weeks, it's time to back off a little and it's okay, give yourself permission to eat a little bit more. Your body is probably burning somewhere between 200 and 250 calories more per day. So give yourself permission to have a little bit more to eat. Don't try and restrict because a restrict will end up as a binge. So there you go. That's what we know about the menstrual cycle and How well did you know that? I hope you took something away from that episode. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe so you get notified whenever a new episode is released. It would also be ever so helpful if you could leave a rating and review on the app you're currently listening on. If you want to know more about me or work with me, you can go to ahealthyshift.com. I'll catch you on the next one.